On this week's episode of The Fizz, we're going to talk about the Detroit Tigers and opening day, why the Red Wings can't seem to lose when it matters the least. Um, I'm going to ask you guys some questions about the Pistons, and then, of course, I am going to gloat about my alma mater, Michigan State University. Uh, But before we get into all that, I do want to tell you guys about this delicious breakfast sandwich I eat every morning. No, they do not sponsor this podcast whatsoever, but I'm going to promote them because I love the product. Maybe someone in the account team will hear it and want me to sponsor them. But you guys probably already know the sandwich I'm talking about. That's right. Sausage, egg, and cheese on an English muffin. Jimmy Dean. Ooh boy, yeehaw. Give me that Jimmy Dean in the morning to warm me up and spice my day to get me going. I love popping that thing in the microwave for a minute, letting it spin around, popping it out, flipping it over, 30 more seconds. Mm, can't beat it. I would bet you nine out of 10 doctors would recommend a Jimmy Dean's sausage, egg, and cheese on an English muffin over a bacon Gouda on a croissant at Starbucks 9 out of 10 times. That's just fact. That's science. It tastes better. It's cheaper. Look for it in the frozen section of your local grocery store. That's Jimmy Dean's sausage, egg, and cheese on an English muffin. I eat one every day on the way to work, which is going to ensure that I have some heart issues probably towards my late 30s. But I don't care. It's the breakfast of champions. It gets me off my ass every day. And it fires me up. That's Jimmy Dean sandwiches, sausage, egg, and cheese on an English muffin specific. Um, But now that you know my breakfast habits, let's jump into this motherfucker. It's time to start the fizz. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of The Fizz. Thank you so, so much for joining me here on opening day in Detroit, this beautiful opening day. Um, Honestly, I have no idea if it's beautiful or not. I'm recording this on Wednesday night to be released on Thursday, but even if the weather's shitty, which I looked up that it might be, and it normally is on opening day, um, it's still a beautiful day in Detroit because it is opening day, and the start of Tiger season is always just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Start of spring, warm weather on the way, hopefully, so trying to keep it positive here on opening day. For those of you who are returning to listen, thank you so much for being here. And those of you tuning in for the first time, thank you also for being here as well. Hopefully I can keep you around for longer than five minutes and maybe even get you to listen to another episode. But hey, here we are, epi number 19. 19, the greatest number on planet Earth, worn by my all-time favorite athlete and hero, Steve Eiserman. Um, I just had to note that before we get going here, but let's dive into it because we do have a ton to talk about today, which is actually pretty refreshing in the world of Detroit sports. So let's get right into it. Uh, Let's start out with some less than positive news out of the Detroit Lions camp. Kelly Stafford, Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford's wife, has been diagnosed with a brain tumor and is scheduled for surgery. 
Uh, it's definitely blindsiding news to hear. We found out via her personal Instagram. It does sound like they are extremely confident in the surgeon that they have, and we obviously wish them the best. We know we know Staff Daddy is a super tough dude, and I can only imagine Kelly is the exact same way. Um, so thoughts and support go out to them. I know she will bounce back stronger than ever. So all the support to the Stafford family. Detroit is behind you guys. Um, you are a quarterback, Matthew, and Kelly, you're our first lady. I know you guys will get through this, and you have the Detroit community behind you. Today is opening day in Detroit, and this is the first year in probably the last eight years I won't be getting up at 7 in the morning and just punishing beers until 2 in the morning the next day. Um, I always take work off for this day, um, but I'm turning into an old fuck now, and so are all my friends, and we don't have anything planned, and there's nothing going on um, this year. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I really do hate that this game is on a Thursday. It, it sucks. Um, there were a few hot years there where it was on a Friday and it was absolutely glorious. Um, you know, so opening day in Detroit, you know, you take that day off and boom, you're into the weekend when it was on a Friday, no questions asked. Now it's like, you know, do I take the Thursday off and then gut it out on Friday or do I just go full non-productive alcoholic and take two days off of work to booze on a rainy day in Detroit and then deal with a hangover? Um, you know, sure. The functioning human answer probably would be. Hey Frank, just just take the day off Thursday, but don't go so ham that you can't function at work the next day. <laughs> Good one. Um, if I'm taking the day off for opening day, I'm drinking Labatt and whiskey until the cows come home. Um, I'm sorry, that's that's just that's just how how I'm built. I mean, if I'm going to take the day off, what else am I going to do? There's really no there's no in between. Um, opening day in Detroit is such a funny day to me. Um, it's normally cold, it's rainy, it's wet, and there is such a huge buildup to the game. Um, but it honestly has to be the biggest buildup to a sporting event where the sporting event is barely watched. This year, it's game eight of 162. It's not like football where there is a giant buildup to a kickoff and there's only 16 games in a season or like in college, you know, there's less than 16. This is baseball. There's 162 games in a season, and it's the slowest moving sport of the four major professional sports. So it's like the first pitch gets tossed, and everyone kind of yells out, like, hey, all right, you know, like turns around from like whatever they're doing, and then just goes back to like ripping tequila and trying to get laid. That's opening day. I mean, hell, last year, the game, the actual physical baseball game was rained out, completely canceled. I had this big pregame party plan, and I had friends in from out of town. Um, so we and the rest of the city said, fuck it, and partied anyways. I mean, there was, there was no difference. I could not tell the difference from the years the game was played and the game was not played. I, there, everyone was just out in the streets partying. It didn't, it didn't matter. People already had the day off. People already had plans. Like they weren't gonna, They weren't going to stop this. The game is like eighth on the list of things people are interested in that day, I feel like. And, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just, you know, a degenerate. Um, you know, maybe there are a lot of wholesome fans out there who make it in time for batting practice and keep score during the game. I don't know. Um, you know, it's it, it's not like I'm not a baseball or Tigers fan. I, I love baseball. Um, I played baseball my whole life. State champion, state champion, no big deal. And I love the Tigers. 
Um, I have always treated opening day like a blue and orange St. Patty's Day, though. Um, it's just, you know, it's a big drinking holiday centered around sports and the Tigers. Um, but this year, I'm being mildly adult. Um, you know, we'll see what after work brings. But for now, it's it's looking like I'll be spending most of the day at my desk. Um, yeah, it hurts. You know, I feel pretty fucking lame. But on the actual sporting side of the Tigers, Tigers are four and three. And they just won. They won today. They won the series at New York, went two and one there. And the pitching has looked absolutely fantastic. The offense has been horrendous and spooky, but Tigers are four and three, winning record. Um, and Matt Boyd, Matt Boyd, pitcher, Detroit Tigers, 23 strikeouts in 11 innings of work. That is mind blowing. Eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Speaking of absolutely mind-blowing, the Detroit Red Wings. They legit can't fucking lose. They have won eight of nine. I mean, all you can really do at this point is just throw your hands up and laugh. You know, what are you, what are you going to do? I mean, they're, they're just winning. They're scoring. They're, like, exciting. I, it's garbage time, but, like, what, what are you going to do? I mean, I get that they are lowering their odds of the number one pick with every single win that they get. But honestly, when people want professional teams to tank, it really does not, it doesn't make any sense. Now, I, it makes sense in the fact that, yes, more losses will equal a higher draft pick for the next year. Yes, I totally, totally get that. But hear me out. I get wanting to tank to get the best player, but in professional sports, there's only so much you can do to tank. Every player in the room has something to play for. Every player in the room has a different situation contract-wise, and a coach is never going to get in front of the guys and say, hey, I know some of you morons won't be here in the next one to three years or even months, but we're really trying to land this number one pick, so let's, let's just go out there and eat shit today. Okay. In fact, everyone, everyone play with the opposite hand of your stick tonight. You know, all you can really do as an organization is sit your guys and hope that the inexperienced players just good old fashioned lose. But the players that go out there are going to play their hearts out because they have contracts to play for. I mean, if they play bad, like it could affect money that they're going to make or a team that's going to sign them or re-sign them, you know. And it's funny because the organization is sitting our quote unquote like best guys, the veteran guys, you know, and they're putting out the young guys, they're putting out the rookies, but they're just playing absolutely out of their minds. Um, And everyone's really having a lot of fun out there, it looks like. Um, Larkin, Anthony Siu, Burt, Mantha, it's been an absolute offensive onslaught. And there is definitely a lot to be excited about for next year. Um, you know, and I will wear my mistake in last week's podcast. I do just want to point this out in not recognizing Hiroshi's name in the over under segment. Um, that was unacceptable. The guy's a wing and a Sparty. So many apologies for that. That was unacceptable. I'll wear that one. Um, but yes, you know, a lot to be excited about for next year. Uh, we just need to get ourselves a cornerstone defenseman. Um, we need it so bad. I, I really think the Red Wings right now don't even have a number one on the roster at all. Um, I mean, definitely not a number one. They, they might not even have a number two. We need someone back there. You know, if we could snag someone like an Eric Carlson, 
I mean, if we got Eric Carlson, I would go to every Wings game, every home Wings game pantsless next year. I would not wear pants um, if we had Eric Carlson on the roster. I would have that jersey so fast on my back, it would be unbelievable. Um, you know, but we'll see. I'm getting getting ahead of myself there. Um, last note here on the Red Wings, who have won eight of nine, mind-blowing. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi, three points per game in four consecutive games. First Red Wing in franchise history to ever do that. Let me repeat that for those in the back. Tyler Bertuzzi, the first Detroit Red Wing in franchise history to record three points in a game for four consecutive games. This is a team, a franchise, that had 10 Hall of Famers on the roster at once. It's had the production line, this is fucking hockey town, for God's sake. Iserman, Shanahan, Fedorov, Datsuk, Zetterberg, Hosa, Hull, Howe, Robitaille, Abel, Lidzi, Delvecchio. Hell, even like Lindstrom or, or Franzen when he was scoring a billion points at a time. No one has done this. No one. But fucking Bucktooth Tyler Bertuzzi waltzes in from his apartment on, the sc- on Woodward at, in the Scott, waltzes into LCA, and fucking does this in garbage time of the season. Crazy fucking shit. Crazy fucking shit. This is sports. Just fucking sports, man. I swear. The Wings better make the playoffs next year. These boys, these boys could be fun, but we'll see. But even with all of that said, I feel like I haven't been the best Red Wings fan as of late, and I will admit that. Uh, The main reason for that is just my brain has been absolutely consumed by MSU. Um, I put an article out earlier this week stating my allegiance to them, and and it's just true. I'm, I'm absolutely hooked on Michigan State basketball right now. I haven't been this hooked on a basketball team since the 04 Pistons. I, I can almost say that without a doubt. And they honestly remind me of them, not player for player or personality-wise. I mean, completely different in that sense. Um, but they more or less, like, quote-unquote, remind me of them just due to their resilience, their hard work, and their their lack of, you know, aesthetic, explosive talent. I mean, half the starting lineup is like local guys and walk-ons that just refuse to take L's. Uh, that Duke game was one of the most stressed out I've ever been watching a sporting event in a very long time. Um, State played fantastic, but I really don't understand R.J. Barrett getting that last shot for Duke. How you don't give that ball to Zion there is just absolutely mind-boggling to me. Um, you know, but not going to complain about it at all. Uh, the goings three at the end, Quaid's dunk, his fucking throwdown dunk, that was out of nowhere. That looked that looked fake. It looked out of a video game because that guy is dorky white, dorky looking white, um, and he just threw down. Um, and his whirling dervish, I mean, that was completely lucky, but it was still pretty exciting. Um Cassius Winston, week in and week out, it's just incredible. Every week, someone new steps up for this Michigan State basketball team. Uh, It seems like Cassius is always there. He's always steady. He's always consistent. I mean, he played 40 minutes last week. He played every single minute, did not get get any rest. Um, But whether it's, you know, Goings, Quaid, Henry, or Tillman, someone always steps up in addition to Cassius Winston being consistent week in and week out. And a side note, I just want to 
to put this out here, Tillman might have a horn the size of a boa constrictor. That guy is the hardest working guy in basketball, and I love it. Um, give me that guy 11 times out of 10. I love Xavier Tillman. This guy is the man. I might buy his fucking jersey if they close this thing out. Um, but, you know, with all that said, uh, final fours are great. And, uh, I mean, they're wonderful. Michigan State makes a lot of them. And I just believe right now this is State's tournament to lose. Um, David slayed Goliath when Michigan State beat Duke. Now you have to finish the job. It's not quite on this level, but if the USA in 1980 in Lake Placid lost to Finland after beating the Soviet Union in Miracle on Ice in the semis, it would have taken away a ton of steam from that upset. You know what I mean? Like, if the USA lost in the championship game after shocking the world and beating the Soviet Union, it probably would have taken away from Miracle on Ice. you got to close the job. Again, I totally, totally realize that State beating Duke is nowhere near the upset of what Miracle on Ice was, but Duke was projected to win that tournament. They were the consensus number one pick. They had they had Goliath and Zion. Um, so I feel like when you know we look back at this in years to come, when we see this awesome Duke game, we we're gonna want to know that they close this thing out. It's it's gonna take away the steam if they don't. Because um, you know if you just go in and you go into Minneapolis and you lose to Texas Tech, it's kind of like. You know, it's almost all for naught. Uh, it's not all for naught, but you got to win this championship. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, and we got to go into Minneapolis in the next couple of days here and absolutely seal the deal. Now, the next part here, I'm the most uneducated about of all four of the Detroit sports, but I feel like I do have to talk about the Pistons. And I'm going to kind of shoot from the hip here. It seems like they are an absolute, complete free fall. Um, I'm reading a lot, you know, Blake Griffin's out with a knee injury, um, and the Pistons are absolutely just scratching and clawing for their playoff life, but it doesn't really sound like they're scratching and clawing. It sounds like they're just, sounds like they're just losing a lot. Um, so I guess, I guess a couple of questions here, uh, but since I am just sitting in my empty basement, I'm not going to get some answers, but feel free to DM me or anything. I posted a picture tonight. I'm recording this on Wednesday night of like sad looking Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. I just kind of tossed it out there like, hey, are the Pistons going to blow this? Um, Because I saw tonight they just got absolutely prison pounded by the Indiana Pacers and Blake's not playing whatsoever. How bad is Blake's knee? Like Blake's knee has got to be pretty bad if he's not playing in these games to make the playoffs. Um, Question mark there. And are they going to blow this thing? Because I, I also read that the teams below them are also losing a lot too. So I guess I'm kind of just rambling and searching for answers on the Pistons. But the one thing I did want to touch on here that I just I can't figure out, and I'm a part of this as well. Like I'm a huge I'm a huge uh, hockey guy, baseball, football guy. I like basketball too. Clearly, you just heard me talk about Michigan State. Um, I enjoy watching it. I was a huge 04 Pistons fan. The Pistons are potentially a playoff team right now. Like they're sitting at the sixth seed in the East. Why is no one into this Pistons team? Why are they struggling to get attendance at these games? I get that they're not the best team in the world, but they're 500. Um, you know, I understand that like Lions, no matter what, are going to sell out. This is Hockey Town. Um, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. We, we like baseball, but like 
the Pistons have won three championships. That's more than the Lions. Um, why? That's more than a lot of NBA teams. We've had some exciting players that have Hall of Famers. Why is no one excited about this franchise? They're downtown. They're at LCA. They have Blake Griffin. He's like a superstar. And I'm part of this as well. I'm part of this crew as well of like, I, you know, you'd probably have to give me Piston tickets to go. Now, I was given free Piston tickets last year. I did live across the street from the stadium, so that helped for wanting to go. I lived on Woodward, and I walked across the street, and they were courtside. So, I mean, that was like kind of a no-brainer, and I was I, I had a lot of fun at the game, and this was when the Pistons were awful. Blake didn't play, um, but, I mean, it was cool to be that close to the action. Now, if the Red Wings were fighting for like sixth or eighth spot in the playoffs, I feel like LCA would be packed and everyone would be there watching the games. Now, I don't know if that's simply just because it's Hockey Town, uh, the league, whatever you want to call it. I guess I just I want I wish I knew the answer to why these Pistons are fighting for a playoff spot, and it doesn't seem like the town or the fan base seems to care too much. Now, I could be ignorant in that. I maybe there's like a lot of Pistons action going on right now that are really dialed in to the team but it just right now it just to me it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of buzz like I hear more about the Red Wings winning eight of nine um and like Matt Boyd striking out all those people he striked out than the Pistons in fact I was watching like a Pistons or an NBA like breakdown video the other day and they said of the teams remaining fighting for that last playoff spot like Brooklyn Detroit um Orlando and Orlando might be out I don't know whatever this is me this is Frank this is Frankie Hoops talking NBA I don't know much about it they said if I was a team in you know that's one of the one two three four seeds I would want Detroit in the first round they're the most inconsistent and I think they're the most dysfunctional team so maybe that's true maybe that's why they're just dysfunctional no one believes them they're just frauds um but you know obviously I I've always said this in the past bandwagon Pistons fan I'll get on board if they're good really I'll, I'll jump right on um, and they're 500 and I feel like I should be more interested that they're 500 than than I am um, I do love Blake Griffin I think the guy's an absolute superstar um, and a cool dude so I mean I just I just want them to do well I really do so hopefully they you know can make the playoffs and maybe make some noise um, but need Blake on the court it sounds like need need BG so there you have it. There's there's Frankie Hoop segment talking about the Pistons. If they make the playoffs, I'll watch every game. 100% I'll watch every game of the Pistons playoffs. Um, that's what bandwagon fans do. So, hey, go Stones. Going to work. All right, well, hey, this is this is going well, I think. I think this is going okay. Um, I know you guys would probably like to hear maybe someone else speak into the mic, but you just got me. You just got me right now until I start getting, like, big-name guests down here, like, Blake Griffin and Steve Eiserman and whoever the hell else. Um, anywho, let's move on to the closing segment here. I uh, appreciate you guys sticking with me this long. Uh, very much appreciated. I feel like we talked sports for most of the most of the time, covered all four teams. I think that's a first for the Fizz. Very impressive. Episode 19, just getting her done. Um, don't forget to subscribe and follow and share and all that stuff because – what we're trying to do here with the Fizz is going to be the best podcast in the world in Detroit. So let's let's keep that train going. Best podcast in the world in Detroit. 
we got it. Let's do it. Okay, so the way we close this thing out, if it's your first time, is we do a little something called over-under. It's a very simple game, uh, or I don't know if you even want to call it a game. I don't know. It's a gimmick we do. I do on here. We. There's no one else here. I'm in an empty basement. It's just me. There is no we. It's just me. Um, I have my buddy, Jerry. He lives in Cleveland. He's a big supporter of the, uh, the Fizz and Champagne Athletics. He's one of my buddies. He's a little chunky. He's an accountant. He, he wears these glasses sometimes. Um, he's pretty bad at social media. He's like a big Migos guy. No one, no one really gets it. I don't know. But he's my friend. He helps out with the show. And what he does is he sends me these uh, topics. He sends me like 10 topics. And I read the word. And then I tell you if it's over or underrated and why I think that. I have not seen the topics until we record. Um, and I don't fake it at all. So I have the email open right now. I have it like hidden. So I'm just going to pull it down and scroll, uh, read the words, and then we will, I'll discuss if it's over or underrated and I'll tell you why. So here's my email from Jerry. And number one on the list is Traverse City. So Traverse City, I'm going to say is underrated. Um, it seems like a lot of people like it. I, fun fact, I have only been to Traverse City for uh hockey tournaments i've been to like three hockey tournaments there um i've never been like to the wineries or even been there in warm weather i have only experienced cold traverse cities and it was with my high school hockey team and we just like went to hooters and tried to get the hooters girls numbers that was that was our that's my traverse city experience i had a blast so i'm gonna say underrated even in the cold weather Great Hooters up there. I don't even know if it's still open. So Traverse City, underrated. Number two, uh, 97.9, the radio station. Uh, my fiance loves 97.9. I, I personally don't listen to this. I listened to it m- maybe in like seventh and eighth grade. Um, but now I turn it on and I, I couldn't tell you any of the music that's playing on there. Um, I'm a grandpa when it comes to rap music. I love rap music, but I'm, I'm only going to be listening to like Eminem, Jay-Z, Kanye old stuff like I really only listen to like old rap um because I'm getting older as I said I'm not doing anything for opening day so I'm gonna just say it's overrated I I think because like I think I don't every time I put it on it just I don't I don't know the songs and I think they suck I think they suck I think it's that mumble rap I think it's that mumble rap bullshit all the kids are listening to so sorry to sound old but I don't give a shit 97.9 radio station overrated number three Anthony Mantha um, Anthony Mantha, I feel like it depends on what week you ask me. Like sometimes I feel like he's overrated and then sometimes I feel like he's underrated, but right now we're going to go with underrated. I think with the right group of guys, this guy can be sick. He has a wicked shot. He's huge. Like he buries the fucking puck. I want him a part of the Detroit future. Anthony Mantha could be really sick. Um, he's huge, man. He could be like Hosa and he has like an awesome shot. So I'm going to say Anthony Mantha underrated excited to have him as part of the wing future the wings future um number four ipas i'm glad you put this on here jerry ipas are overrated okay as i become more like just aligned with what what shit i like you know i used to think like oh i'll try all these beers like i like them um i just like labat blue and labat blue light like i just it's easy i can drink like 15 of them i know what i'm getting um, the hangover doesn't hurt as much as like, if I go to like some fucking brewery, grow up my mustache, curl it, 
ride my bike there and crush like Michigan brewed barley hop IPAs. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need that shit in my life. I, if the one IPA I like, and I could get murdered for this, I don't really care if two hearted, if bells two hearted is an IPA. I like that. It might not be an IPA though. I don't know what type of fucking beer it is, but I do like two hearted. I drank two of those and I'm on my ass. I like to get them at wings games. I like two hearted. So IPAs are overrated unless two hearted is an IPA. Then all IPAs are overrated except two hearted by bells. Okay. Hope everyone followed that. Uh, number five, Buffalo wild wings. Um, you know, like I, I wish I could just say like, Buffalo Wild Wings is Buffalo Wild Wings. Like I don't think it's overrated. I mean, and I don't think it's I don't think it's underrated. Like I like Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't like what my butthole does after eating Buffalo Wild Wings. Like I don't I don't like the aftermath of Buffalo Wild Wings. Like ever, it normally ends in like tears and sadness in the bathroom. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings, you know. I don't really go to Buffalo. I, I'm going to say overrated. Buffalo Wild Wings is overrated due to what it does in my body. It's normally kind of expensive, and it's like definitely nowhere that I'm going for the game. Like, I mean, if you really think about it, you know, wings, beer, sports, yeah, like I'm not going to beat ups to watch the game. Like, there's no way. I'm either staying home or I'm going to like a bar bar that's like a real bar, not like a Hall Road suburban bar, which is Buffalo Wild Wings. So Buffalo Wild Wings, overrated even though I do like your shit. Sometimes I, I do. Your wings can be good. Um, number six, menthol cigs. Hmm. Menthol cigs. Well, I don't smoke, Jerry. That's a joke. Um, well, I don't, I don't smoke on the reg. I, I sometimes smoke when I drink. Whatever. I'm diving too far into this. Menthol cigs, I'm going to say, are underrated. I'm going to say underrated because of my smoking habits, which aren't much smoking it's normally just like if i'm drinking too much and i say hey do you have a cig and they have a cig and it's menthol i'm just happy they have a cig like i really don't care um i i couldn't tell you much difference about it i won't be like ew this is a menthol like i don't really give a shit um so i guess just it's pure presence of being a cigarette when i want one is enough to push this thing into the underrated realm so menthol cigs underrated you got my head spinning, Jerry. These are good ones. These are good. Ones. You texted me and you said these weren't good ones. I think these are great ones because you're 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 putting me right on the line of whether I think it's over or underrated, and you're making me think. So nice work, Paramore. This is, this is hilarious. The band Paramore. Um, I like Paramore. I like Haley Williams. I think Haley Williams rocks. Haley Williams did the chorus of Airplanes with Bob and Eminem. I think Haley Williams rocks and her band is Paramore. I know some songs by them. Crush, Crush, Crush is a song by Paramore. And I know another song and I can't think of it, but I remember I like them and I like Haley Williams' voice. Paramore, underrated. I have a feeling there's some people who may be listening to this for the first time and just hearing the shit I'm saying and just think I'm the biggest the biggest pussy on earth. And as I go through these, I'm kind of self-reflecting and I'm thinking that as well. Um, which is, which is pretty funny, but that's, that's, that's what we're dealing with, I guess. Okay. Number eight, number eight on the list, electric razors, electric razors. Um, 
I think they're underrated. So I grew up, my dad's real old school Italian. He doesn't like fuck around with any new school shit. Um, and he like always had regular like Gillette razors. Like he did not fuck around with an electric one and he grows like a beard and stuff, but he, you know, he just, he doesn't fuck around with it. I always thought that was the way to go. I always thought like electric razors were whack. Um, and then my buddy had one in college and I would have a beard and I would either go like full beard or baby face. And he was like, why don't you try this electric razor and not trim it down all the way? Because when you go baby face, you look like a little, a little bitch. So I said, fine, did it, loved it. Electric razor to this day. I've, I've rarely ever used the, the regular razor, the disposable razor. So electric razor, great. Um, they're underrated. They're underrated. You got to have a good electric razor, especially if you grow a beard. You know, if you don't, you just have little bitch facial hair, you know, you know, whatever. You probably got hair on your head. So I'm losing it on top of my head. So got to take care of the shit on my face. Number nine, iced coffee. Iced coffee is completely underrated. Um, even though it's held in such a high regard, I guzzle iced coffee. Iced coffee's great. You, you put coffee on ice, you can just drink it faster and then you get the juice in your system faster. Iced coffee's fucking fantastic. Love it. Inject that shit into my veins. Love iced coffee. It's underrated. Go iced coffee. Uh, number ten, reading books. Reading books completely overrated. Um, I don't. I don't get it. Um, I was. I was an English major for like a hot minute there at MSU. Whatever the hell that means. Uh, I don't remember reading any books, and I turned out just fine. As I sit here alone in a basement yelling to air. Um, to like maybe 20 people who won't listen to this entire thing. But either way, reading books, now reading books completely overrated. You don't need to read books to be successful in life, um, I'm assuming. No, I should probably read more books. It's, it's probably underrated and you probably learn a lot more than what you did. Probably makes you a smarter person, makes you more cultured, all of that. But you guys don't want to hear that. Like non-readers out there don't want to hear that. They want to hear that reading books is overrated because they don't do it and like, Fuck that shit. You know, like, it's like, do you want me to sit here and say, like, running is underrated? If you don't run, you don't want to run. Like, that's whack. Like, I don't want to read a book. I should read more books. So I'm gonna, I'm just going to land. I'm just going to land it. It's, it's overrated, and you don't need it. You don't need it to be successful in life. Look at me in my basement yelling to air. Hey, guys, that was number 10. That's the end of Over Under. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fizz. Happy, op- happy opening day, Detroit. Go Red Wings. Uh, thoughts and pr- thoughts and uh, thoughts and support to the Stafford family. If you don't already follow or subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, I would really appreciate it. Uh, share this with a friend. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Champagne Athletics. And then, if you are listening to this still and you have a Twitter, please follow Champagne on Twitter. I have like no followers over there. The handle is at Champletics. So C H A M P. L-E-T-I-C-S. Um, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. There's also a website with a store with T-shirts, great T-shirts on there. Go check them out, champagneathletics.com. Click on shop. Um, but overall, subscribe and follow The Fizz on iTunes and Spotify. And if you have time, last thing I'm going to ask, please write a review of the podcast on either platform. It would mean the world to me. Um, All right, guys, have a great day and go Tigers.
Thank you.